0: All right, let's uh, see if we can pull it in, let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll uh, go ahead and get started and see how far we get this morning. Uh, Father, we thank you for another beautiful day that you've made. We thank you, Lord, for uh, uh, the privilege of gathering together, Lord. We thank you uh, that you're in our midst uh, because you indwell each of us. Lord, we uh, approach your word uh, with anticipation, and uh, really, Lord, we're looking forward to see what you have for us this morning, so please open our hearts and minds to it And uh, be our teacher and guide once again. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Colossians chapter 1 is where we're at. Uh, We've had some really good discussions the last couple of uh, mornings, Sunday mornings. Uh, I've enjoyed them. I hope you've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed them. Uh, We've not made very much progress in the notes, but we've (laughs) had some really good discussions. So, yeah, maybe we can get some more of that going this morning. Colossians chapter 1, let's look at verses 19 and 20. Now, we're kind of working through <coughs> this section on uh, who, who Christ is. And it says in verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him, that's in Christ, should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross uh, by him, to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And when we uh, were going through this in in Sunday School study in just the book of Colossians, we uh, spent quite a bit of time on verse 19, that that in Christ all the fullness of God dwells. Uh, All the fullness of God, everything that God is, is contained in the Son. Uh, which means that that Jesus must be God, of course, to contain all that God is. It's another indication that the Son is equal with the Father. Otherwise, he would be uh, limited to, uh, and if he's limited, he could not contain the unlimited. All that God is, is contained, represented, existing in Jesus Christ. Uh, remember, we've said it often, uh, that um, when, when a, a person comes along, when they drift away from the doctrine of Christ, they get just about everything else wrong too. Every, every cult, uh, every major religion that started as a cult, that, that now we would call a false system, strays from the doctrine of Jesus Christ. They stray from, from either his deity or they stray from his humanity or they, of course, can stray for, from, from, from both. Uh, we, we need to get and understand, we need to know uh, that Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% human, 100% God. Now you look at verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, Paul says, (coughs) whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Now, the mission of Christ is to bring reconciliation. Reconciliation is the idea of of making peace. Uh, The idea of restoring a broken relationship. And if, uh, if we need, um, you know, Jesus came to, to, to reconcile us to, to the Father. Uh, if he came to reconcile us, that means we needed to be reconciled. Uh, that there was something that broke the relationship uh, between us and God. And, and <coughs> what was the thing that broke the relationship between us and God? Sin. Sin exactly. Uh, now this is this 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 reconciliation it's it's much more than than just forgiveness. It it includes forgiveness, but but it's more than that. It's, uh, it's making the relationship right. Okay? You see, for, forgiveness doesn't always result in reconciliation. Not, not always. Sometimes you have to forgive someone who wants nothing to do with you. You forgive them because God says forgive and you forgive them because it's it's good for you not to carry that thing around but you may not have opportunity to restore the relationship with that person. So forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation but there can't be reconciliation without forgiveness. Okay, you guys with me? Okay, uh, so, so while reconciliation includes it, 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 it is much more. It, it is a repairing to the point that you, you almost can't tell there was a break to begin with. Um, it's like when um, I, I break the handle off of one of Becky's mugs. And if it's a clean break, I can, I can super glue it. And if I do it just right, you can't even see the crack. Okay. Now, the crack's still there, obviously, and if you look really, really, really close, you can tell it's there. Uh, I'm pretty good at superglue and stuff. I I break a lot of things, so I put them back together pretty well. Um, But reconciliation is more than that, right? It's it's, it's the breaking of the handle off the mug, and, and it's a putting it back on... And, and 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 the pieces like fuse together as if they were never broke there's no super glue there's no crack there's nothing that's that's the kind of reconciliation that we're talking about here uh, that that the relationship is restored it is it is made right okay it is made complete and and the death of Christ on the cross it's it is paying the penalty for our sins so that we can go to heaven it, it, it is that. Um, we're going to be in a couple of weeks getting into First John and we're going to get into chapter 2 eventually how that Christ is the propitiation for our sins. The satisfaction of God's wrath and hatred against sin. Jesus satisfied God's justice. Okay? Uh, that, that, that happened on the cross. Um, but what happened on, on the cross is, is more than just that. Uh, his blood, his, his, his death reconciles it it repairs the relationship Paul is telling the Colossians that Jesus uh, Jesus is not their personal Savior that they can customize to fit wherever they want into their life he's he's um, he's not a box of Legos that you can make into anything you want okay that fits your idea uh, Jesus has and, and Jesus is the reconciliation plan. Uh, we, we must come um, to him on his terms. Okay? Mm-hmm. We, we don't get to decide how we approach Christ. Um, we, we come on his terms or we don't come at all. Because he's God and we're not. And his, his desire, of course, is that we come on his terms, that, that, that we, we, we come to him for forgiveness of sins, for uh, the righteousness that he has, and he, you know, takes our sin, gives us his righteousness, but um, included in all of that is, is this restoring of the relationship with the Father through the Son. Uh, it, it's... Uh, It's hard to get your head wrapped around that, that even, even when you don't feel like it's happened. Right, if, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, you are reconciled to the Father. Whether you wake up in a bad mood or not, you are reconciled to the Father. Okay, there, is, there is no break in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's that's what he has done in verse twenty. When he's reconciled all things unto himself uh, through the blood of his cross, right? he has he has made things new for us. Um, Amen on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's you know we we blow over the verses. We 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 know these things to be true, but. They need to sink down so that we so that we live in that place.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are his terms? You say uh unless you come to Christ on his terms, um, you can't be reconciled. So are his
0: terms. Christ's terms are by grace through faith. That's it. That's all. There there is is matter of fact, the the harder you try to earn your righteousness, the worse it gets.
1: Um, so the terms are: believe in Him whom He has sent.
0: Yeah, you believe in and and and. In
1: Christ, you're not coming on His terms. So the gospel is very simple.
0: It's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah.
1: Will, come. You know, the first I mean, thing... you call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, coming in simple faith. So it's yeah. very simple. His terms are simple.
0: Yes, not, not easy, <laughs> but they're simple. Yes, it's...
2: Pastor, it seems like we're so full of our own pride that somewhere in there just
1: coming...
0: When when it comes to getting saved, getting saved. And, and, and this and is kind of what what I was trying to put into words, when, when when it comes to getting saved, our pride is the first thing to object, mm-hmm. and it's the last thing to die. Yeah, because the, uh, Satan starts whispering in your ear, oh, you're
2: not that
0: bad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's like, oh, God doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's... Um, Remember, Isaiah says uh, that our righteousness is, is as filthy rags, mm-hmm. right? That, that's not a pretty picture, okay? Um, so more
1: than 160 times in the New Testament, it says simple faith by grace through simple Yeah, just, so, uh, yes. We come to Christ. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that we can do that merits merit us coming. So There's nothing prerequisite, and there's nothing post-requisite after we get saved. It can't become a performance gospel can't no no a you where, you
0: uh, you don't uh, perform you don't perform to keep it
1: exactly
0: yeah you perform because you have it but you don't perform to keep it Okay, and yeah yeah it's like all right we're saved by grace through faith but now in order to keep it I'm gonna have to work for it I'm going to keep up the standard that that's not scriptural for one thing, which is most important, and secondly, it's not possible.
2: You know, we have to mean it in our heart. And if we mean it in our heart, we're going to act on that. If he says do something, we're going to do it out of love for him, not to earn our salvation, but we're still going to do it. I mean the devils know, they believe, they
0: have the most Yeah, they 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 have the knowledge, yeah, yeah. Our um to to use your analogy, our our faith in the chair is demonstrated when we sit in the chair. All right. Um, our faith in Christ is demonstrated when we come to Him and ask Him to save us. Uh, now, Scripture tells us what to do. Doesn't necessarily tell us how. The scripture says to believe on Christ, to believe in Christ, come to Christ, confess Christ. Uh, you know, put your, your faith and belief in, but it doesn't ever tell us how to do that. It just says to do it, okay? Uh, and and I think that that's on purpose, uh, because if he gave us a one, two, three step, our faith would be in the step and not in Christ himself. Uh, Jesus is the one who saves us, right? We're, we're not saved um, uh, I mean, when, when it's all boiled down and stripped away and, and what is left is Jesus himself. He does the saving, uh, and he will save us when we place our trust, our faith in him. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's when salvation occurs. Um, then afterwards, you have what James says, all right? Is your faith real? Is your faith really in Christ? Well, if it is, there'll be evidence. But that comes afterwards. And never in order to keep what you have, it's to demonstrate that you have it. And a lot of folks really hang up on that. Um, they, they just can't seem to, to get separated in their minds the idea of working to keep their salvation and working because they have salvation and because they have the Holy Spirit and because they love the Lord. Uh, they, they just can't seem to get those two things in the right place. You know. um, Becky, did you?
1: I was going to say that the Bible does say, by grace are you saved. Okay. Yeah, that's Ephesians 2. Yeah. And
0: that none of your it's, it's a gift of God, not a worthless thing you man should boast. The way the construction is uh, set up in the, in, the, in the grammar of the Greek, even faith is the gift. Okay, he even gifts us with the ability to believe so that we have absolutely nothing in ourselves to brag about. So it's all of God. It's all of grace. Phil, the mic. bewitched you?
3: I mean, that's it's exactly what it is. You've so soon fallen from grace and people butcher. sin you fall from grace that's not what it is no when you try to use the law to keep your salvation yeah is when you fall from grace and uh that whole book i mean they tried to judaize the whole thing and, and we don't know that people because they're not familiar with the old testament almost people that come to christ don't know that together but they are their own judaizers and the fact that you know i i did 57 miles an hour on the way to church today i was late i sped I'm not sure where I'm with God. You know, I better find home at 53 and balance it out. And now, you know that that sounds funny, but deep down, but aside, people do
0: that. People they, do it. they, they do it. They're, they're, they're living outside of grace because if they think they need to to make up points for God or to try to earn points from God, that's not grace. Right? Any anything you try to do that 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 bends God's favor to you is not grace. All right? If you know Christ as Savior and only if you know Christ as Savior, you cannot be any more accepted than you are right now, because you're in Christ and you are as accepted by God as Christ is accepted by God. But that's only true if you know Christ as your Savior. So there's no grace to earn. There's no points to earn. Now, if we could get that and live there, man, can you imagine the joy you would have? That there's, that there's nothing you have to do to get God to smile at you. He's already smiling. And once you get that, then what you do for God will be motivated from love and grace. And you will want to serve him and you will want to live close to him. But you've got to get your head wrapped around that first. Sarah Rose. Yeah, it is all God. Mike, did I miss you? scripture Scripture does encourage us to examine ourselves that we be in the household of faith. Right. That, alright, don't take things for granted. Which means that if if we can, if we're told to examine ourselves, there ought to be a way that we can tell, right? Um, I mean, the teacher doesn't give a test and and not care what the grade is. You know, there, there ought to be a way to grade it. There ought to be a way to tell. If, if, if God says, examine yourself, now that's not examine each other, right, but examine yourself, make sure that you are in the household of faith, uh, then there ought to be a way that I can look into scripture and tell if I am saved or not. And, and if I am backslidden or if my profession was never true to begin with. Okay, there ought to be a way to tell that. And then if I don't let my pride get the best of me, then I can respond to the scripture accordingly. Either repent of the sin. And like, like, like Acts says, draw closer to God, God will draw close to me. Or I just quit all the pretense and just get saved and stop playing the game. But I should be able to look at Scripture and, with the Holy Spirit's help, determine what my state is. Um, why would he tell us to do that if that weren't possible? Remember, God's not capricious. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't set us up to fail. So, so I, I should be able to look at scripture and, and tell if I'm, you know, straying as a child or if I've never been a child to begin with. And I'm just hanging out in somebody's house that I don't belong to. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's move on a little bit then and uh, look more at this uh, reconciliation. All right, um, look in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. leave something here in uh, Colossians. We'll go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay, 5.11 through 21. We're going to focus uh, on, on verse 17 and then down towards the end of the chapter. Uh, beginning in verse 11, it says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, uh, we persuade men, Uh, But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Uh, For we commend not ourselves again to you, uh, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that, uh, that, that they which should live, uh, should live not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of Christ, righteousness of God, in him. All right, that is that is loaded. All right, that is that is packed. Uh, but we're going to try to unpack it a little bit. We've been given a ministry, a job, okay, as as reconcilers. Uh, verse 18 says, And hath given to us the ministry or the work of reconciliation. Now, we, that doesn't mean we do the work of Christ. Christ died for the sins of the world. Uh, he was the perfect sacrifice. We're not. Uh, so, so how, how then? Uh, can we be reconcilers, if if we can't do the, the, the substitutionary sacrificial work of Christ? How can we be reconcilers? We're the messengers. We carry the message. We are not. We're the
2: messenger between the two parties,
0: and it's it's your own parties to accept or deny that invitation. That's that, that's kind of what an ambassador does, isn't it? Yeah, negotiator almost would, would be a good word. In Romans 5.10, it says, For when we were
1: enemies, we were reconciled to God as the, <coughs> of his son, much more
2: being reconciled,
0: which shall be saved by his life. Yeah, so we were uh, reconciled to God by Christ. Now, he's given us a job of acting as reconciliation facilitators. Use a, use a big word, okay? Uh, but, but we need some detail. How can we be reconcilers?
3: Well, we're also, well it starts with the intercessory prayer. So um, God goes before us. He uses our prayers, let's say, to prepare the heart of an unsaved, dead individual. You know? And then it could be us or somebody else. But then they take the word of God, seed which is alive and they present it to them in a particular way letting them know they're sinners in they christ and he's forgiven and saved then the holy spirit takes that word and into the mind into the heart of the person who's already been prayed for whose heart's been prepared as to be fertile soil because we have the parable with soils and then applies that to that person's life and then gives them the gift of faith and upon believing uh, they are uh, given the gift of eternal life. And it's, it's a process, but, you know, I think it starts with us, is the, the prayer part. And,
0: okay, uh, it, does, it does start with us. And, and, of course, we've done nothing until we have prayed. Okay? We think, well, we've tried everything else we should pray. You no, know, prayer ought to be the yeah. first thing, okay? Uh, but think of, of what an ambassador does in, in a foreign country. They they represent their home country. So so if we're if we have an ambassador say in in, in Canada because they're such troublemakers, uh, and and you know we we have our embassy there and and whoever is the ambassador from America to Canada, they they represent America to the Canadian government. Okay, to to the people in Canada, they they work on the relationship between America and Canada they they facilitate uh, any any rough spots they, they they negotiate smooth over any any issues that might come up between the two countries. Uh, if, if we take that parallel, pull it over for us, right? if we are ambassadors for Christ, we represent the kingdom of God in this world, all right? uh, our our job as an ambassador then is to represent our kingdom in the most favorable light possible. And we know from other places in scripture, we're actually also to recruit for our kingdom, all right? So, so part of, of our ministry of reconciliation, w- the parallel would be us, um, the, the ambassador, trying to get as many Canadians as possible to become American citizens. Um, we are to get as many citizens of the world as possible to to become citizens of heaven. Now how is that done? I know that's an obvious question, but I want to hear you say it. How how is that done?
2: Prayer, witnessing, living a good life, invitation, and most
0: definitely one on one. Exactly. We have to live Christ, have to represent our kingdom correctly. But if that's all we do, we're being, we're being passive in, in this, and we need to be, um, if I say aggressive, I want you to un- understand what I mean. Um, proactive, maybe that, maybe that's a better word. Uh, that we have to engage. Okay? We, we have to talk to lost people we have to invite lost people to church. We have to try to lead lost people to Christ. Now I know that, you know, the first time you talk to somebody probably not going to get saved, but they might. So you ought to try. And and, and you know, it, it may take a couple of invitations to get them to get them to church. We've worked on one neighbor now since we've been there off and on, so I haven't come yet. We worked on our new neighbor. Once and and haven't had a chance to talk to him again, but you know he's our neighbor, so we'll see him. Uh, We'll we'll keep chipping away at them. Uh, You have to engage them, which means you have to go out into the world to represent your kingdom because you're an ambassador, and 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 you're to try to facilitate them this reconciliation to the Father that takes place through Jesus Christ, this thing that we so enjoy, this thing we love, this thing that we, we talk about and it brings tears to our eyes. Right? We, we, we need to, to help other people experience this. Right? We are cold, selfish people. If, if we experience this kind of joy and don't want anybody else to either. I'm I'm, I'm I uh, The same the same Jesus that saved us wants to save them. And he has chosen in his wisdom to limit the spread of the gospel with you. So if it's if it's going to be spread, it's got to be by you. If your neighbor's going to be reached, it's got to be by you. If your friends are going to be reached, it's got to be by you. That's the way God set it up. also, you have to be willing to step out and reach them, but you don't want to do it
2: on your own strength. You have to also have God go before you and prepare those
0: opportunities. That's... That's, that's where the prayer comes in. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's not a thing wrong. matter of fact, it's, it's, it's right uh, to, to pray and, and ask God to prepare the way. That's the way I phrase it. I'm going to be the best, best wording, but prepare the way. Prepare the person. Give me an opportunity. To bring somebody into my path that I can talk to. Um, have me ready and have them ready so that when we begin to, you know, um, negotiate, for lack of a better word, with our ambassador um, analogy. Uh, hearts are ready already, yeah. Um, any time you try to do a spiritual thing in the power of the flesh, it's not a spiritual thing, and, and it's doomed to failure. Um, so yes, you, you pray, and you ask God to prepare them, and you ask God to prepare you, uh, but we, we have to, we have to engage. We have to talk to people. So I don't like talking to people. I don't either. Just got to suck it up and get over it.
2: that this person isn't worth saving and I don't have that authority to make that kind of a judgment call you know they are uh, they're lost just like I was lost (coughs) and they needed Christ just like I needed Christ and still need him and it's not anything to be ashamed of it's not easy but if you get with the person one-on-one, it's a lot easier. I mean, if we can talk about, uh, you know, people talk about sports, people talk about, you know, the awesome car or, you know, going out to eat at some fancy restaurant or whatever. You know, we can talk about
1: things, but I don't (coughs) talk about the most
0: important thing there is. People usually, and this is a generalization, so there will be exceptions, uh, usually have no trouble talking about things they're interested in, okay? Uh, so that while there is that, that anxiety, the fear, the dread about bringing up a spiritual thing, uh, if, if we are as interested in, in, you know, them coming to Christ as we are fishing or them coming to Christ as we are this car or that sports team, that fear and dread through the power of the Holy Spirit should be fairly easy to overcome. You know, there there are are people that that don't like to talk um, except about things that they enjoy. There's also some people that just don't like to talk to anybody, period. They're they're just introvert and, you know, their idea of of an exciting night is to sit home on the couch and not talk, you know, and, and, you know, but even, even those of us like that still have the responsibility to, to, to preach the gospel to every creature. And, and, and to engage them doesn't matter how uncomfortable we are. We still must engage. And scripture says he's not given us a spirit of fear. So if the fear comes, it's, it's not from God. He gives us a power, a ability of love and sound mind or clear thinking. That comes from God. And God
2: says, "Who has made
0: the vows? You know, Moses didn't want to talk. You know, and that poor guy stuttered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can put the words in your mouth. Yeah, and and will, mm-hmm. I, I forget who. I think Sarah Rose mentioned stepping out by faith. And, you know, I am scared to death. What if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? Uh, what if they back me into a corner? What do I do? You know, all that, all that comes up and, and, boy, your hands get sweaty and my and, and, and mouth gets dry, you know. And, but you, you take the step of faith and you open your mouth and you start talking and you'll be surprised what the Holy Spirit brings to mind, what you can remember that you haven't thought about for years. Because the Holy Spirit's taking his word and he's bringing it to mind. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to engage lost people. He wants us involved in this reconciliation process. Now, he could do it without us. That's the weird thing. He doesn't need you to do it. But he tells you to do it. And it's not going to happen without you. That makes all the difference. They were with Jesus. So, even being unlearned, you know Jesus, you know about Jesus, that's enough. That particular instance was a little special dispensation for the apostles. Uh, But if we know the word of God, he will bring to mind the word of God that we know. He Mm -hmm. will key us to ask the right kind of questions. Uh, He'll he'll bring to mind examples or metaphors or word pictures that that will be effective in speaking to that person. All we've got to do is open our mouth. Just got to do it. Now would be a really good time to dismiss you and just turn you loose and say, "Go find somebody." But we have church in ten minutes, so it's not going to work. Um, so, real quick. Well, it's just something as simple as giving a track to the person
3: that can drive through coffee or gas station or shoe store. I mean, you know, I used to that was a pretty non-competitional type of evangelism. I haven't done it as much lately, um, but I did here a few weeks ago outside the AMP downtown. I had some tracks with me. And I can walk it out. I saw a couple of gentlemen there and invited them out. And uh, they look pretty down so I uh, just spoke briefly. But as I walked away, the guy said, he said Hey, I just want to say thanks. Yeah. You know, they, they might never come. I don't know what I would happen. Pray for them, you know, to get saved. But they, uh, they knew somebody cared, and I think it meant something to them. You
0: know? Yeah. Something hand, hand, to them. Handing, somebody, smile. handing somebody a track is about the least confrontational way. To give them the gospel no guarantee that they'll read it uh, but it's a chance to to at least plant a seed to at least get the information in their hands Uh, you go to the same coffee shop all the time you can always follow up you know hey did you read the track I gave you Um, do you have any questions Um, can invite you to church Um, you know you want to talk sometime you know it's 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 a means to get your foot in the door so to speak Uh, just something to, to engage them. I was just going
1: to say, if we don't, we can talk, we can talk all day long, you know, but if we don't live the
2: life, it doesn't mean anything to the person we're trying to talk to.
1: If I've always found that um, an unsaved person can tell me what a saved person looks like.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they do so, not. So, so there needs to be a consistency between your walk and your talk, so to speak. That that, that you are living the Christ that you're representing. And yes, that, you're that as if you are reconciled. Yeah, yeah, that, that that gives authority to your presentation, so to speak. Um, but but even if you don't have it 100% right, you still engage, you still talk, you still invite, you know, because we know no one's going to be perfect until they get to heaven. No saved person's going to be, you know, we're not going to get it all right until we stand before Jesus and see him face to face. Uh, but we can live Christ between now and then, and, and we can do a pretty good job. I mean, Holy Spirit's God himself. He's pretty powerful. Uh, he, he can convict us of sin, and he can uh, you know, draw us closer to the Father, and, and he can give us the ability to, to continually lay more and more sins aside. So yeah, don't wait until you've got it all together. To witness, to hand a tract or or to invite somebody, just, you know, do it where you're at, and trust God to grow you. You know, just let let God deal with that person that may or may not think you're living the way they think you should,
1: because
0: um, then you'll never take that first step. Right? We got to pray. We gotta, okay, let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you for this time together once again, and I do pray, Lord, that you'd work in us, uh, that we be um, worthy ambassadors lord you have given us this ministry of uh, reconciliation you've given us the the position of being a representative of you of your kingdom in this world so i pray lord that we would be good solid uh, representatives of our savior and i pray in jesus name amen (coughs)